This, then, was the situation. Eight people were to dine that evening in the house at Camden Hill Square. Mrs Fleming had arranged the party. It was the kind of unoriginal thought expected of her, and she sank obediently to the occasion to celebrate her son's engagement to June Stoker. The guests were asked at a quarter to eight for eight. On arrival, the men would be politely wrenched from their overcoats, their hats, umbrellas, evening papers, and any other more personal outdoor effects by the invaluable Dorothy. Until, reduced to the uniformity of their dinner jackets, they would be encouraged to ascend the steep, curving staircase to the drawing room. The women must climb to Mrs Fleming's bedroom on the second floor, where she would afterwards find strange powder spilled on her dressing table, mysterious hairs of no colour she associated with the heads of her guests caught in her ivory comb, and a composite smell of unremarkable scents. When the women had confirmed before Mrs Fleming's mirror whatever they had thought a little while earlier of themselves before their own, when one of them perhaps had made public some small disparaging discovery about her appearance and heard it indifferently denied, they would troop cautiously down the stairs. It was easy to tread on one another's skirts round the sharp vertiginous corners to the drawing-room, where they would find the men drinking and eating glazed, dazed little pieces of food. June Stoker would be introduced to a company which had otherwise long ceased to discover anything about themselves likely to increase either their animation or their intimacy, and her immediate future with Julian Fleming, a honeymoon in Paris and a flat in St John's Wood, outlined. In due course, they would descend to the dining-room and eat oysters and grouse and cold orange souffle, and drink, in deference to June Stoker, champagne. The conversation would consist of an innocuous blend of the world situation and the St John's Wood situation of June Stoker and Julian Fleming. In neither case would enough curiosity or information be supplied to provoke real interest. After the souffle, the women would retire to the drawing-room, or Mrs Fleming's bedroom, to match up June's potential experience with their own, and the men would continue over brandy, or port if Mr Fleming turned up at his own house in time to decant it, to turn the Korean situation to economic, not to say financial, account.